When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I didn't do fucking shit. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and holy crap, am I excited to say this next line out loud. Back alongside me, as he always should be, is Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Ah, there he is. Next to Tassie, the bearded woman, Tasha Hopaway, Trey Kirby. hey hey oh, And over yonder, the man making the magic happen, super producer, J.D., Hello. Hi, JD. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to say something. Not as excited, JD. <laughs> it's Monday. JD's like, uh, yeah, Tass is back. That's great. But man, we got a lot of shows this week. Uh, Tassie, welcome back, my man. Good to see you. you. Thank you. Thank you How very much. How are you much. doing? I am uh, lucky to be back. In all honesty, yeah. very, 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 very lucky. I uh, have a lot of supporting cast. It's mainly my wife. Uh, Danielle got me back here, to be uh, to be honest. Um, I'm not certain how it I'm back, to be honest, um, because it's How under, under eight here? weeks, under eight. under eight weeks. It's astonishing. All the people that I was in the hospital with, getting to know them and how long it would take them to get back to their regular life is a hell of a lot longer than eight weeks. So I'm just astonished that I am back. It's mainly my wife. She has to deal hell with yeah. me being extremely <laughs> stubborn uh, and hard headed. Um, but it was uh, it was a serious injury. I'm not certain that this show is going to be any better because I'm not 100% back. And it's not going to be any funnier than it's <laughs> no, been the last on. few it's weeks. It's already be better. Um, yeah, it's better. But I am incredibly lucky, thankful to be here. Uh, doctors, nurses, family, Danielle's mom, my bro, my sis, my sister-in-law, you guys kicking ass coming in. Especially that first week, that first 10 days, I honestly don't remember a lot of things that happened, to be quite honest. Uh, Danielle took a lot of videos. And to see JD come up, I think it was uh, four days in, you had to come to my right side of my bed, JD, which I feel very sorry for you because um, my right side, definitely my ugliest side. So that's not very fair to you. It was you. a mess, so I'm not going to lie. It was a mess. <laughs> You've watched these videos, you're saying? Oh, yeah. Since? Yeah, they're private. Don't go look at them. Uh, um, Trey sticking around one night um, early on, especially because I – was setting off the alarm of that <laughs> that that bed because I just wanted to go to the bathroom. And as soon as you leave that bed, the alarm goes off. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, and we needed some help, so Trey stuck around one night, so I appreciate that very, very much. Uh, Skeet's coming in one of his nights, or one of, one of his days, Dave. I should say. Yeah. Bringing those desserts, big time, big time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you had a sweet tooth like that. Oh, Actually, I had a sweet tooth pumped. because I didn't have a regular tooth yeah. at the hospital. At the hospital, I needed some desserts. I lost uh, some weight because I didn't want to eat that plain old yeah. food. Let's be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. But the desserts came through. I was eating Boston creams. I was eating big time red velvets. I was eating all the crispy creams that you brought in. Uh, yeah. The chocolate with the coconut. Oh, yeah. uh, I gained lots of weight back. It helped out a lot. Uh, and I and honestly, 
I do want to thank everybody who has listened to the show, who has commented, because I went back and I thought about over the past 18 years since we started the show, nearly 18 years ago, I go look at people's comments. and uh, Usually they're about, hey, I love this show. You guys do so much for me. And it was literally flipped. The, the, that entire little narrative flipped. Everybody out there doing a lot for me, just saying, get back, get back, get back. And that really helped me. And that really, 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 really did help me. So family, friends, everybody, you guys, um, I think maybe one day we'll get into a deep dive of the, the hospital stay, which sure. was extremely long, um, but not now. Uh, <laughs> let's just get to the basketball stuff. So I appreciate it. Are you Great excited to be, back. to be back talking hoops? Of course. Of course. In the hospital... It was October, a lot of baseball taken in. I was lucky enough <laughs> to be true. in front of a television, yeah. uh, and I was waiting. I was waiting for basketball, which is still the best sport in the world. And so, absolutely, I, I took it all in, yeah. All right, well, I'm let's ready. get into it. And, yeah, I, I think we should do a deep dive of, uh, yeah, your hospital stay and, mm-hmm. and your recovery. But I can't believe when you just said eight weeks ago. that It feels both like yesterday and also ten years ago <laughs> at the mm. same time. It's Oof. one of those things. We're pumped to have Tass back. I know you are as well. If you're joining us live on YouTube, smash that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Tell a friend. Podcast listeners, leave your boys a (laughs) five-star rating and review. Uh, Well, you remember what we do on Mondays. Of course. Winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Why don't you get us started with your big winner? Who do you have? Yeah, why not? The Los Angeles Lakers. Why, Why are they this early in a show? They're 500. Do they deserve to be a winner of the weekend? I think so. I think they're slowly getting themselves back to being a playoff-type team. Mm-hmm. On Friday, they beat the Suns in their first end-season tournament game. They went into <laughs> Phoenix, and they handled the business. I loved how they took Austin Reeves out of the starting lineup, the guy that we talked about all summer. Mm-hmm. Here's their third-best player. They just pulled him right out, and he was, he was sensational. I know they pulled him out of the starting lineup, but that's because they wanted him to thrive, to be Austin Reeves. In that fourth quarter, he was great. He played every single minute. He had five assists. The ball was going through him instead of going through D'Angelo Russell like it happens when he's sharing the, the starting lineup together with uh, with D'Lo. That's the way to do it. And I loved how head coach Darvin Ham said after the game, you remember Manu Ginobili? He came off the bench and how important he was to that San Antonio Spurs team. I love uh, Ham. He was part of those Pistons teams that played the Spurs <laughs> yeah, yeah, in right. the finals. I forgot. He, doesn't, he didn't play a lot in the finals, uh, but he was there. Uh, Reeves set everything up, and the guy who took his starting spot was Cam Reddish. And yeah. I, I think Reddish could be that guy. We know, I know we get excited about him here. He could be their Lonnie Walker, who had that huge fourth quarter in the playoffs last year. Slowly. LeBron does these things to guys to help him you know, get supported. He had a huge game. He had five threes. He had the Three that really put it away. LeBron set it up uh, with a minute 10 left. I thought he was great. Austin Reeves was great. I thought LeBron is just getting ready for Las Vegas. He wants to be in the in-season tournament <laughs> final. He does. Wow. He, yeah. He's got to have something Jordan doesn't have. <laughs> yeah. In-season tournament win. In-season tournament win, yeah. Put it up. Put it up. IST. I hate how they call it the IST, but whatever. Uh, and <laughs> I you, think only we do. It's oh, yeah. catching on. It's catching on big time. I heard that a lot this past week. Diwali separate, uh, celebrations because Indian Standard Time I was hearing a lot. Of. <laughs> I, 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 I heard the people saying, just like me, I like to show up late. IST, the Indian Standard Time. We set the time, we set the time early here on IST so people would show up 
when we wanted them right, mm, Indian right. standard time anyway uh, LeBron was hobbling around that game yes. on, on Friday so are people worried about his injury he he set everything up 32 11 and 6 and then they could just sit him on Sunday yeah. which was great I know Adam Silver will say hey you gotta play every game but it wasn't a national TV game, so you can sit, no problem. Uh, he sat, and they beat the Blazers, no problem. Anthony Davis had to show up in that one, 30, 13, 6, and 3 blocks, especially because he was being set uh, set up by Reeves and by uh, D'Angelo Russell, actually. That was that was pretty. So they're 500. Their schedule has been fairly tough to start the season. Now they got an easy, easy little run here. Next five of six will be at home. So, yeah, I'm definitely hoping that this team is a decent playoff team and that uh, Palinka's somehow merging of all these guys will help out. I think it will. I think it'll work. Lakers back to 500, back in the win column, according to Tassie here, our first winner of the weekend. TK, let's keep it moving because we have so much to talk about. Who you got next? Yeah, chunky winners. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this uh, this weekend. Uh, Rockets, they get a winner. They're yes. on their longest winning streak since 2021. Thrilling one on Friday in the IST. <laughs> Played this game on a 3D court. Pretty crazy. Red, blue, red. Oh, Never seen that before. That's one of the wildest looking ones. I do not like it. Nor do I. Did not like this one. No. But the Rockets did okay. Uh, they trailed by five, about two minutes left. But it was Fred O'Clock. Van Vliet, back-to-back threes, yep. a couple of free throws. Scored eight in the final 75 seconds of this game. The Rockets finished the game on a 9-1 run. That gave them their fifth straight win. Then on Sunday night, they beat the Nuggets. No Jamal Murray. Still got Jokic out there. Big games for Fred and Al. Van Vliet had 26 points, four assists. Shengun ball in this season, 23-8-5. But it was really the Jeff Green revenge oh, game. Boy. What? A season-high 15 off the bench for Uncle Jeff, looking very much like an uncle with his hair cut <laughs> short right now. Yeah. It's giving Clyde Drexler vibes. <laughs> it's short. But you can see he's still going bald. Sure. Uh, Jeff Green outscored the Nuggets reserves, of which he was one last season, outscored them by himself. Eight points on four of 19 shooting for Denver's bench. It's all young guys. They're trying to figure it out uh, this season to be able to have a cheaper team going forward uh, and maybe replace a Jeff Green. But it did not work uh, for the Nuggets on Sunday. Jeff Green was basically calling out Denver's plays. Hit a three uh, late in the fourth quarter. Hit a free throw to help ice the game late. I thought it was pretty impressive. Nuggets definitely bench is a work in progress. You could tell that they were missing Jeff Green, but man, six straight wins for the Rockets after starting 0-3. Ibe Udoka may be the signing of the offseason. Maybe it's Dylan Brooks. Maybe it's Fred Van Vliet. It's clicking right now. Um, good stuff for Houston. Yeah, I think it was uh, Bon Temps on the hoop collecting this morning when I was listening. Uh, well, it was one of the Tims, either McMahon or Bon Temps, <laughs> pointing out, like, we do always talk about Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks as the vets that came to Houston, but Jeff Green should be included in that in that mix. You know, not because he's going to like start like those guys or light it up like those guys and and contribute as much, but you see these flashes that he did in this game and just like being that leader, uh, you know, sorry, sorry, locker room leader um, and just a guy that's been around forever and knows how to win, how to go about your business in the NBA. So it is smart to include him when you're talking about these guys along with Yudoka that have come in and given this team a, an identity with all their young guns and Shen Goon's been incredible. I love how Jeff Green just went and got it to go against his old team like that. He killed him late in that fourth yeah. quarter. It's his season high right there, 15 points, just dropping it with that bald head. Uh, he's got it shaved. Just, yeah. Yeah, he, we don't know. We don't. Know. I think I think he's done a good job of just gracefully make, balding. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not certain that he's going full bald. 
Uh, I mean, it was it was uh, it was thinning certainly. uh, Uh, At the end of his Nuggets tenure, he had a little bit of a flat top, but he decided uh, to come on home. I think it's that his beard is getting longer at the same time. That's really uh, enhancing the balding look. (laughs) But that team, as they start, it's Udoka just putting all that confidence in guys. Like you said, Fred VanVleet comes. I like how he's not taking every single shot. Like he is just setting up his team. And Jalen Green has been. Awesome. His percentages have been really good. I know he had a bad game against the Nuggets, but his percentages are great. He's just he's just doing what he can do. Udoka, you can see, just do what you can do. Fred VanVleet, don't shoot a ton from inside the arc because you're not going to have a good percentage. It's two-point percentage, not good. But same thing to you, Jalen Green. When you get the ball at the free throw line, just go by everybody. And he's doing a great job at that. And Dylan Brooks, too, is oh, not he's taking off. 20 shots a game. He's, like, picking his spots. That dude... Has 53% from three-point yeah. land. Uh, and Al Shengun. The Rockets broadcast team doesn't want to call him Alper and Shengun. They just call him Al. Al. And that, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Him going up against Jokic <laughs> and Jabari Smith. They look like a real team. I uh, One of my favorite things in the NBA is when a team that's been bad for a long time and like young guys that have been there and gone through L after L after L, when they finally get some success in the league and just you see how happy they are to be actually winning games like there's a clip of Shengun coming off the floor last night you know high-fiving the fans and like it's as if he won a championship because it's like it's gotta feel like that there's a lot of L's since he's been there a lot of these young guys and now they're getting some success they have a nice home schedule they're taking advantage of it though and uh racking up this winning streak which is pretty incredible what'd you say it's at six six, six straight that's awesome yeah. that is awesome I just love I love when you see that when it's like oh, okay even if this doesn't last all season it probably won't, um, but it's a cool moment for at least they're like, oh, this is what this is what it feels like to win some games here in the NBA. Yeah, six wins in a row. They've all been in November. I would have to guess that they haven't had a six-win month in the past three seasons. Not since Harden left town. Six wins in a month so. would be a lot for a team that's winning 20 to 25 games. Right, right. So, yeah, they're cooking right now. There's obviously early season success stories that don't translate for the no. entirety of the season, but... Let's enjoy it while it's good. Al Shengu. <laughs> <laughs> no L's for Al. No, no. All right, my uh, winner of the weekend, Tyrese Maxey and the 76ers. Talk about win streaks. Maxey scored a career-high 50 points as the Sixers improved to 8-1 and one with their eighth straight victory. They beat the Pacers 137-126 on Sunday. You know you're playing the Pacers when the final score looks like that. Maxey, 20 for 32 from the field. Seven boards, five assists. He had three blocks. Beautiful chase down block on Buddy Heald. Met him at the rim. His previous high maxis was 44 against the yeah. Raptors last season. But yeah, 50 now. He raised his average to, I believe, 28.6 points per game. This guy is an all-star lock if he stays healthy. And it was pretty cool after the game. Um, sort of weird timing with our guy Tassie coming mm-hmm. back. But Maxi dedicating the performance to uh, the Sixers' Kelly Oubre Jr., who was hit by a car over the weekend. He suffered a fractured rib. He's got some injuries to his hip and his right leg. But the good news is he was released from hospital. That's fantastic news. And by all reports, yes, he'll miss some significant time, but he might be back this season. Um, but Maxie was like, I don't care about the 50s, like just talking about Kelly Oubre Jr. after the game. But here we are, Sixers. This is like their best start to a season since they went to the finals back in 2000, 2001. Back in the Iverson, Kemi oh. Mutombo days uh, when they got him. So Well, they got Iverson and Mutombo out there right now. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> souped-up versions right now. I mean, Maxie's putting up LeBron numbers right now. All-Star is, like you're saying, it's a lock. That's he a could lock. be all NBA if they keep winning this many games and he keeps uh, producing like he has. Great basketball player and it seems like a great dude. And obviously Embiid loves him. 
he dubbed him the franchise yeah. after. Is that better than the process? <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. ranking-wise, yeah. I would think so. Yeah, yeah uh, I think so. so interesting uh, hierarchy of nicknames there coming from <laughs> Embiid, but he loves playing alongside him. The vibes are good. It sucks what happened to Kelly Oubre, but fortunately for the 76ers, they made a trade just a week ago to yes. bring in guys who can at least substitute in yeah. for Kelly Oubre in Batum and Covington, who have actually been getting some decent minutes here for Philly. Yeah, Maxi man, when he when his three ball is going, and he even talked about like I hadn't had it like really going yet until this one where he caught fire. Mm. Um, he feels unstoppable when you have to like like what do you do? He's too fat. You can't too get fast. too close to him. He's blowing by you, and he can finish inside. He's got great touch. Uh, of kissing it off the glass high and like like full speed like that's really difficult to do and then then he's got like when he's pairing it with the Harden like step back three or sidestep three it's like what do you like I don't know how you stop it and it was cool at the end of the game and bead like you got 47 come here man come here franchise we're getting you 50 like he was demanding he take that shot like give him the ball and yeah. you know and then he let it rip and he got to 50 with the three and bead's got to feel good going into the postseason with this guy being his guy. Why yeah. the heck not? I think he's part of the reason why they traded James Harden in the first place. I know part of the reason was because Harden wanted to leave <laughs> uh, and everything that happened there. But Tyrese Maxey couldn't become what he is right now with James Harden there because he needs the ball in his hands. And he's just looking so incredible. He just couldn't become what he wanted to be with James Harden there. And he looks great. It's it's just, it's just, it's just that. The blocks, as you said, oh, that yeah. block on Buddy Heald, what a block. Did you see him uh, pick T.J. McConnell? Yes. Oh, that was great. Yes. I didn't. The close-up showed all the biceps and shoulders on Tyrese Max. I didn't know he was that muscular. Uh, <laughs> but that was a tough guy to run through, too. He just does it all. He's great. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence here that uh, two of our winners of the weekend, uh, the Houston Rockets and the Philadelphia 76ers, Teams that either, uh, well, teams that both employed James Harden and then uh, had maybe concern that he was coming back to their team. One of them lose him. Anyway, we'll get to the Clippers in Loser of the Weekend. Uh, let's do another round here, sort of quickly. Tass, who else do you have a winner of the weekend? Oh, Julius Randle, because I was watching the Knicks and the Hornets. It was a Sunday afternoon. It was a lovely, lovely affair. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was extremely happy for Julius Randle because pregame, during the National Anthem, he had both his kids right with him, which was really, really cute. He was holding one and then had an arm around the other one. And what was great is that he had to work for the next two and a half hours, so somebody else had to take care of them, (laughs) probably his loved one who had those babies, I'm sure. But that's that's wonderful. Uh, And also, I think just the note about Julius Randle and how he stunk to start the season. He really hasn't been himself. But that's because he had ankle surgery uh, this past offseason. And and the quote is, is bouncing around. He said, I had surgery four and a half months ago, and it's a lower extremity surgery. So to think that I would come into the season and just be Julius off the bat is kind of naive. He's back, baby. 27% through the first six games. Not good. No. Uh, but the last three games, he has come alive. They're, they've been his best games. Yeah. And it's probably just because he's feeling good. Uh, he had 27 and 23 before Sunday's game against Charlotte, where he wasn't. it didn't feel like he was excellent, but it was his first 50% game of the season, shooting 50%. First time, uh, he had 23 points. So I think he is starting to feel better. This Knicks team, it's a good team to watch. Tibbs has them believing. You know, Jalen Brunson... Gives it to R.J. Barrett when uh, Julius Randle isn't feeling good. And then Julius Randle, Randle will come in, and Mitchell Robinson is playing out of his head. So it feels like a playoff-y team, even though they haven't been absolutely excellent. Julius Randle has not been himself. Uh, so 
I'm not naive. I think he'll be best. I think he will be his best, you know, as these uh, these weeks come on. He looked great. It was a big game tonight against the Celtics. Uh, Knicks. Oh, yeah. Celtics, yeah. Uh, both right. teams obviously over 500. 5-4 five New York. Boston 7-2. and two. Such a good one. It's on NBA TV tonight. Early start. Uh, who else you got? Luka Doncic gets a winner for cooking the Clippers on Ooh. Friday. It was an IST game, but not on an IST court. Due yeah. to manufacturing issues. Yeah. <laughs> Something always happens with the courts when the Mavericks are going to be playing on them. It doesn't matter what it looks like, though. Luka completely owns the L.A. Clippers. Oh, I don't know if anybody did the Wikipedia entry for owned by, <laughs> switched out Balmer for Donk, but it, <laughs> it could have. It could have been done. 44 points for Luka on Friday night. 17 for 21 shooting. Multiple dances from Luka in this one. He was celebrating because he was... On fire. He should have had more. Got to 42 points with 750 left in the third quarter, but that shot put the Mavericks up by 32. So not much needed from Doncic in the fourth quarter. He kept in, came in for like three minutes in the fourth quarter to put the game away, and basically as soon as he checked in, he completely put the game away to the point where Kendrick Perkins... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He did some weird things to a chair <laughs> <laughs> celebrating this game. It was a horny weekend <laughs> from uh, from the NBA media. Uh, but Doncic uh, now is... Can't ab- wait to find out what you're talking about, actually. He was, uh, he was like, slapping a chair... Yeah, I saw that. ...with oh, his yeah. belt. <laughs> That's what Luka Doncic does yeah. to the... Uh, I don't know. I was getting a secretary vibes. I don't know if you, guys, you guys remember that movie? Was that yes. uh, James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal? It's a classic. Classic movie. Definitely Maggie Gyllenhaal. 100%. That's the type of detailed breakdown I'm looking for from my NBA analyst. That's exactly uh, right. It was a secretary-esque <laughs> performance from Luka Doncic. Uh, but this guy's averaging 33.2 points per game against the Clippers across the regular season in the playoffs. Only Wilt Chamberlain and Michael Jordan score more against a single opponent in their career. Whoa. Yeah. Four teams for Will, two for... Uh, for Wilt, for, and then two for MJ, uh, and then obviously the Clippers for Doncic because we've seen them in the playoffs, in the bubble, in the playoffs, yeah. on their court, in the regular season, in the in-season tournament. It does not matter. Luka is going to light up the Clippers. Followed that game up with a mere 30 points in 28 minutes on Sunday and a win against New Orleans, and watch out, Kyrie Irving is coming around oh, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, against the Clippers on Friday, 27 points, five threes in 28 minutes for Kyrie. Then against the Pelicans, 35 points, seven threes in 29 minutes for Kyrie. These guys are <laughs> completely cooking right now. Dallas, number one in three-pointers made, three-pointers attempt, id, and three-point percentage. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to start your offense. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Luca, I don't know. He's not on the basketball reference leaderboard, uh, uh, the MVP tracker. He's not number one right now. Feels like he could be. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets the votes anyways because the Mavericks look completely unstoppable right so, now. So Jokic is still a top. Uh, it goes Jokic and Bede Maxi. Yeah, I knew Maxi was high, very high. Yep. <laughs> I mean, the guy's average. The wins. 29 points per game. Yeah, and on, on a winning team. Um, all right, Luca. You got any notes Luka. on him? Well, I just had to Google Maggie Gyllenhaal. Didn't know that she was Jake Gyllenhaal's sister. You didn't know that? You thought it was just a common last name? Just a com- very common last name. I just like saying it twice. Bill Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I guess they got to have a dad. <laughs> Eric Gyllenhaal. Um, Look it up. Yeah. What's their dad's name? Well, here's something else that you should know. The Mavericks are the fifth fastest team in the NBA. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. think about that when you think about Luka Doncic. She hasn't yeah, been true. anywhere close to that since coming into the league. I, I, they are evolving. They are getting the most out of every Derek on their roster and Lively and Jones <laughs> Jr. Like, they are going 
hard in please, a different please way. Please tell me it's Derek Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Derek Gyllenhaal. Uh, Steven. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Did Sorry. Steve tell you that? So I got to know. So Bill Gyllenhaal, is that a, is that a, an ex, a, is that a person? <laughs> Probably. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Bill Gyllenhaal. All right, let me go next here for when we wrap up our uh, winners. Uh, the Miami uh, Heat are a winner of the weekend. Uh, uh, I should say... We're going to have to take a break here soon because we'll all just keep going and going and going. But the Wolves could be in the mix. I know there's a lot of other teams, a lot of other performances. You tell us in the chat. But I'm giving the Miami Heat a win of the weekend. They went back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, they defeat the Hawks here in Atlanta uh, without Tyler Hero, who's going to be missing a couple weeks with an ankle injury, and without Jimmy Butler in that game. On Sunday, they defeat the Spurs in San Antonio, so both on the road here. Again, no hero, of course. And then no Lowry in this game. They sort of rested him uh, because of the back-to-back situation. So they get both these victories, missing guys, and really the star was Bam Adebayo. In two wins over the weekend, Bam averaged 25 points per game, 14 boards, 5 assists, 2.5 steals, and a block. He shot nearly 60% from the floor. He was almost perfect at the free throw line, and he only turned the ball over three times in those two games. This is a big guy that like has the ball in his hands a lot, so that's a pretty impressive stat. Uh, but he got help on Saturday. Jaime Jaquez Jr., career-high 20 points. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, he had a couple threes, a couple assists. He did work in the post. If you go watch the highlights, like it's not just three-pointers. Like the, the Heat will find a mismatch, and they'll give it to a guy in the post, which is fun to watch in today's game. Um, this guy, he's going to be like... You can just see it now. He's going to be the fourth or fifth best player on a championship team at some point. I don't know if it's going to be with the Heat, some other team. Lock me down or, or put me down for him winning a title as the fourth or fifth best player, probably starting with a team. And then on Sunday, it was Duncan Robinson. He scored 26 points. Josh Richardson, revenge game for him. The Jeff Green and Josh Richardson revenge games. <laughs> uh, he scored six in the final two minutes. And so the Heat, like, they just had these crazy runs in this game against the Spurs. Like, 17-0 runs and another 18-5 run, another 12-0 run. Uh, so they came back from a pretty big deficit. Two wins. Bam is playing the best ball of his career right now. He's open. Yeah. yeah. Lock him in for an all-star as well. Uh, yeah. He's got to be. He's, He's never be. made all-NBA, has he? Because there's too many damn good centers. He never got a third team? I don't think he has. Mm. He's a couple-time All-Star, and he's made a ton yeah, of all-defensive teams. But sure. I don't think he's made All-NBA. Nope. Which is pretty surprising. He looks incredible. When he's defending out on the perimeter and he can steal balls like the way he's doing it right now, that's a big five-game winning streak for the Miami Heat yeah. uh, to be now 6-4 and because they started at 1-4. and four. Uh, It's it's one of those, like you said, the Wolves are doing really well with their great center, Rudy Gobert, playing incredible six-game win streak for them to go with the Rockets' six-game win streak. It's important to, to start it off like this. The Heat have found themselves pretty quickly. Yeah, you're right, because they won opening night, then they lost a bunch in a row, and now they're on this this win streak here. And, like, classic Heat, you know, it's like, okay, Hawkeyes Jr. this game. Oh, okay, Duncan Robinson this game. Or Josh Richardson. It's like, it's amazing how Spo just continues to get the best out of these guys. And, and Bam is like their, he's like their best player right now. Jimmy Jimmy was there in the second game and, you know, was fine. But it's really it's a little start, Bam. I feel like, uh, yeah. for Jimmy. But Bam has picked up the slack completely. Yep. All right, those are our winners. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we will talk about losers of the NBA weekend. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? 
Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Okay, we've done the winners. And you may have noticed that uh, in the winners, we did not have our performance in the three-on-three tournament this weekend. <laughs> we'll explain that mm. after the NBA stuff here. Uh, Trey, why don't you get us started? NBA weekend losers. Golden State Warriors get an NBA loser this weekend for a couple of stinky losses, which unfortunately for Golden State were pretty similar. I think very concerning if I'm a Golden State fan. Saturday in Cleveland, uh, the Warriors gave up 50 points in the paint, turned the ball over 20 times. Steph Curry, nice game. 30 points, only went 9-24 to from the field. That's a bad shooting night for Steph Curry. The big story on this one was a weird tech for Draymond Green. Bizarre, according to Steve <laughs> Kerr. Draymond in the third quarter was really up in the physicality. I thought he was kind of flying around out there, putting body on body, but he took it a little bit too far. Donovan Mitchell drives in and gives him a little chicken wing. So coming back down, Mitchell just veers into Draymond, yeah. knocks him down, and immediately starts pointing. Nah, nah, nah. You got to look at what he did before. The refs went back to the future. They went a couple of plays back. They saw the chicken wing from Draymond, gave him a tech, which was his second tech of the game, which led to an ejection. Oddly enough, the Warriors started playing really well after that. Like, that actually energized them at the end of the third quarter. They went on a nice little run, but they gave it all back in the fourth quarter with no Draymond out there to be quarterbacking their defense. Last night, basically the same stuff against the Timberwolves. Minnesota, 62 points in the paint. They were only 9-27 from three, but Golden State went 12-43, of under 30%. Steph Curry, another huge game, 38 points. This time, 11-25 shooting, 44%. Okay, but not much else for the Golden State Warriors, which is becoming a theme. Steph Curry has six 30-point games this season. The rest of the Warriors have one 20-point game for the entirety of the season. Who do you think it was? Holy. I, I read this. Tass was reading. I read this. Marcus Thompson article. That's crazy, man. So I man. do know who did it. I can't believe it's not Andrew Wiggins. It's not Wiggins. He's been horrible. No. He I mean, it's, it's a, be- it, it's a guy like off from a, the bench. Is it a Moody or a Kaminga or something? Sarich. Sarich. Okay. Well, I think go. November 3rd. Clay and Wiggins, like you're saying, are struggling. Clay's like 16 yeah. points a game on 14 shots. Clay looks old, Which looks dude. better than Wiggins. 10 points <laughs> a game on 10 shots. He is just kind of invisible uh, out yep. there right now. The bench is inefficient. At least they are taking care of the ball and they're not always a negative like they have been recently, but basically it's becoming Steph Curry trying to carry them to wins and it hasn't been happening because somebody's got to do something. It's either got to be Clay heating up, it's got to be Wiggins giving a little bit more out there. Three straight losses, though, for the Warriors. It's a pretty decent competition, but they're trying to win a championship again this year. I guess even more concerning would be that this was another home loss last night for Golden State. Last year they couldn't win on the road which was a problem, but we're like, you know, they're a, a team in disarray a little bit, understandable. So far, just one and three uh, at the Chase Center right now. You want to win your home games, especially in the Western Conference yeah. where it's going to be tight at the end of the year. So Curry playing MVP-level basketball, but it can't just be a one-man team, really. Yeah, and what did you think about the uh, Draymond Green, you know, ejection there? And I know he jumped on, was it Instagram, and had a bunch of comments about it. And like and like TK said, Steve Kerr was saying, I didn't know you could even sort of go do that. No, I uh, didn't know you could do that. Go back I and guess, look at the play. I guess they're just trying to change the way games are officiated. How do you go back? Multiple plays. Well, well hold on. It, was, it wasn't really multiple plays. It was more than one. I think one. Kerr tried to say that, but it was like... Two. 
It was two well, plays ago. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's almost sort of the same. I know. Okay. It's, it's almost the same play. It happens, yeah. and then they come down, and Donovan Mitchell seeks him out, and yeah, gives him the bump. But yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Nah, there's nothing much more to say than that. An ejection? Fine, I guess. Well, it was because of that. Cause of the attack, he had yeah. one in the in the first half, right? For yeah, arguing and, oh, a call. for arguing. Yeah. Yes, he goes, he, and I mean the ref was giving him a lot of leash on totally. that one. He's like, he's like, okay, okay, yeah. And now I'm gonna tee yes. up. So, yeah, that was just. Uh, I mean, that was just classic Draymond, and it, he really was trying to get the team into it because they played a pretty yes. poor first half, I thought. So second half, he comes out. Like I said, he's smashing into people. He was trying to up the physicality, give them some energy. It ended up working, but for the longest time. It was the retaliator is the one who gets in trouble because you don't see the first play. Yeah. Now you're able to go back and see the first play. I also yeah. feel like Donovan Mitchell should have got more than a common foul. For, like, really just, yeah. like, yeah. He sh- he, I mean, he chased him down from half court. He did? Smashed into him and then was instantly like, I did it on purpose. Yes, true. <laughs> I'll give him this. He didn't uh, come from right behind into the back. I yes. think the move is yeah, to yeah, hit yeah. him on the side. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you can sort of see it. You know, not a not a Jokic Morris situation there, which you know it can, it can go a lot more poorly in the lower back. But you're, you're right. He continued to play in the game. He just yeah got the one thing. It is classic Draymond because he said this reminds him of the 2016 Finals when he got suspended for punching LeBron James in the testicles, where he got multiple flagrant fouls throughout the postseason, and then he was suspended. It's it's something that Draymond likes to talk about. He likes to talk about himself. That's fine. Yeah. He also likes to talk about last year and how this team didn't have any chemistry, and he said this year we have chemistry. <laughs> I wonder why they didn't have any chemistry last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was a big part of that. There was lots of infighting, <laughs> and it's just surprising how they've lost three games in a row because they did look great to start the season. Yeah. But Andrew Wiggins... Ooh, what's going on? Uh, to, to say Clay, okay, uh, like he can score 15, 16, but Andrew Wiggins scoring 10% or 10 points per game and he's shooting, what, 15% from three? He's just not right. There's something just not right yeah, there. I mean, yeah. he, he literally hasn't scored 20 points this season. I don't know what the heck is going on, unless there's some serious infighting where they don't get along because that's just strange. Like Andrew Wiggins is still, mm-hmm. you know, in somewhat of his prime here. Like yeah, that's something some maybe going on. I don't know. It's really their defense that's really really struggling. Another quick loser from this uh Warriors game. Anthony Edwards had another monster dunk. Oh my got God. teed up for flexing. Uh, yeah, no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got to do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was on Sarich, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, yeah. A huge dunk. <laughs> that was, it was awesome and a minor flex I felt like. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> See ya. He loves yeah. dunking on that baseline. Yes. Oh like yeah, he's Utah. coming baseline. Do not Just jump. Get out of the way, man. Don't jump. That's like the Utah Watanabe over again. Yeah. Like, sure, mm-hmm. look like he looks great. He looks great. Uh, another loser of the weekend: the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers losing streak has now reached five games after they lost to the Grizzlies, 105-101 on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Clippers are 0-4 with Harden in the mix. Um, Ziller breaking down the Harden on and off court numbers. Over the last four games, I think they're worth uh, mentioning here. At the Knicks, Harden, minus 18 in his 31 minutes. The team was, I should say. Plus four in the 17 minutes he was off. Okay. Against the Nets, minus 15 in 36 minutes with Harden on the floor. Plus eight in the 12 minutes he was off. At the Mavericks, minus six in 29 minutes with Harden on the floor. Minus 12 in 19 minutes with him off. And versus the Grizzlies on Sunday, a minus 28 in the 29 minutes James Harden was out there on the floor plus 24 in the 19 minutes with him off. So Clippers have not won Harden's minutes in any of the games this year, 
and uh, they've won the non-Harden minutes in three of the four. Now, is it just on him? No. I mean, there's other starters out there with him, a lot of other star guys, but uh, this Clippers offense, I don't know how much you guys have been watching with Harden in the mix. It is just ground to a halt. It's brutal to watch. Um, and it's bad. Like, you can just see players thinking. It feels like, um, is it supposed to be like, you know, me here or am I sacrificing? Uh, like, what are, what are we doing here? Are we running with Russ? Are we slowing down with Harden? Like, what's what's the game plan? And Ty Lue is now getting frustrated in post-game press conferences. He's dropping F-bombs. Ty Lue <laughs> never does that. Um, but it's it's bad here. He apologized as soon as the word was out of I know. He's like, oh, you grabbed the microphone. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah, any thoughts here on, on Harden with the Clips and just this team in general? That's the ugliest offense to watch. It's so and big time. Even though they have four incredibly talented players in their early 30s, um, it's not. There's I, no I, I, movement. I just don't buy it. There's yeah. zero movement. That's what Ty Lue said. He said James Harden's <laughs> got to get more aggressive and get into the lane and pass to people, but that's not James Harden. I know he is an incredible passer, Yeah. Um, but your offense is going to stop with James Harden with the ball. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to slow down. Oh, yeah. That's just James Harden. Yeah, but the way Harden's playing is not the way that he's ever played. Like, he's just catching the ball and waiting. He's just catching the ball and waiting at the elbow, like, waiting for some actions to happen. Uh, Ty Lue mentioned that he wants to have Harden playing with a big at all time. That's, like, the best offense they've had is Harden yeah. running screen and roll with Zubats, but now Mason Plumlee is out uh, for a few weeks with a – I mean, they kind of got lucky that he didn't – Suffer a season-ending yeah, knee bad. injury the way yeah, Randall so. rolled into his leg. That right. looks ugly. Um, but they're playing so slow. And Ty Lue says, we need 10 games before we judge this and before we try and figure some stuff out. But he also said, we need everybody to screen harder and cut harder and run harder. So I'm saying in another five games, he's going to have the same problems because who's going to yeah, do that? Yeah, Literally, yeah. who's going to do that? We actually need a little bit more of t- turn-taking here. I'm like, just give it to Kawhi and let him cook a little bit. Give it to Paul George. Let him cook a little bit. Too much standing around from everybody. Yeah, I wonder what Lou's move will be here because he's going to have to do something. Like, one of these guys has to go to the bench. I wonder if it should be Harden. I honestly wonder if it should be Harden and let him more operate with the second unit. But, yeah, that's going to be his decision. It's going to be Russ or James, in theory, going to the bench. How will either of those guys deal with that will be (laughs) fascinating to see. Uh, even Ru- like Russ and Harden, they like Ty Lue is subbing these guys offensive for defense in the down the stretch here. This was a close game against the Grizzlies. That's what he was doing, uh, which is pretty. F- I mean, it's pretty weird and wild. Um, but there was one play in particular that stood out to me. Norm Powell had a good game offensively for the Clips, but he had a massive brain fart. Like down, this was like <laughs> yeah. two minutes to go. It, the the Grizzlies were it. inbounding underneath their basket, yeah. and they just fell as- like the defense just fell asleep. Was I think a blob. Bain just got a. Just got a layup. Yes, he did. Like it was yeah, a simple pick or something. It was barely even that. Just that cut that was strange. Over. Yeah, it doesn't seem like this team is totally together. They have obviously a, a ton of talented guys, but they've got four guys who need the ball to handle the ball and to run an offense, and it just feels like there's too much of that. Yeah. Like when when is Russ going to allow James Harden to do his thing? When is James Harden going to allow Kawhi to do his thing? It's just it's hard. And obviously they're just getting into it, but still it just feels like this is going to be a stagnant bunch of guys. And they're too small. When you look at their 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 lineup up against real good teams, up against the Denver team, you know, like the Suns who are too small, uh like the Warriors who feel like they're too small at times. This team is going to get beat by big teams with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard as their 3-4. 
uh, and and not a great backup center at this point with the Plumlee injury. They're just going to get out rebounded, uh, and so that's that's going to happen. That that's their defense isn't going to be good enough. There's too many problems on this team. Task who you got for another loser of the weekend? Uh, going back to the draft here. The two of the top three draft picks have ankle injuries, mm. uh, which is strange. The number two pick, Charlotte's Brandon Miller, turned his ankle against the Knicks on Sunday, and he, he looked fine. He played for a few more possessions, but he was out uh, the rest of the game, and who knows how long that will be. Hopefully it's not a long-term injury. He's looked okay since he got the starting lineup uh, job when uh, Terry Rozier went out. He's looked okay. What's a little bit more worrisome is number three pick, Scoot Henderson. He's got an ankle injury, bone bruising, according to the MRI. I hope all of his stats are deleted uh, <laughs> from, from, the, from the internet because they don't look good. Uh, no, Scoot does not look great. He's he's shooting poorly from everywhere on the floor, under 10% from three, 35% from the floor. Um, he started every game with the, with the Portland Trailblazers, them trying to go in the direction that every single – draft expert was thinking Brandon Miller's going number two how the heck would he would anybody think that when this guy is available Scoot Henderson goes number three uh, but he has looked worse than Brandon Miller it's astonishing Uh, he's under nine points per game I hope he can come back in in a few weeks because it looks like he's come back in a few weeks but uh, he's got to look like more like Scoot Henderson he doesn't look like himself out there ankle injuries to the rooks Trey we got who else you got I'm giving the Milwaukee Bucks a loser of the weekend because they got smoked by the Magic on Saturday night, but also really kind of a stealth Magic winner because I thought they looked incredible <laughs> uh, in this win. Yeah. Milwaukee scored a season-low 97 in the loss, went 9 of 29 from 3, had 19 turnovers, and gave up 15 offensive rebounds. When you are not able to get stops, you cannot give the other team that many possessions. I thought the defense, though was maybe worse for Milwaukee. They gave up 65 points in the first half of this loss, and so many of the baskets were just straight cuts to the hoop from the Magic. Paolo and Franz, great games, 26 and 24 respectively. Jalen Suggs, I felt like, was a step ahead of every Bucks guard in this game. He had 20, went to the line 10 times. Yeah. They could not stay in front of him. And then Mo Wagner was everywhere in this <laughs> game. 19 points, 7 of 9 field goals. He was hitting the glass. He was back cutting, hitting threes. The Bucks right now just look very confused about everything on the defensive end. Who they're guarding, where they're supposed to be. Sometimes if they're supposed to be in zone or if they're supposed to be in man. The backcourt of Cameron Payne and Malik Beasley has got to be the worst defensive backcourt in the league right now. Skeets, you could score on them, I think. <laughs> just wait for them to look away. <laughs> That's all it is. And then they completely forget the guys are there. This is the first time the Magic have beat Milwaukee since March of 2018. Can you guess the leading scorer for the Orlando Magic in March 2018 and their victory over the Bucks? Oh, wow. oh baby. You cannot. We can't. There's you no cannot. way. There is no way. Uh, is, it, is it a third Wagner brother? <laughs> uh, is there a mysterious Wagner brother? That we don't know it was about? Bill Gyllenhaal, actually. <laughs> oh, damn. We should have guessed that. Jonathan Simmons. Oh, oh boy. Jonathan God. Simmons, 35. Wow. 32 for DJ Augustine and Big Vooch putting up 22, 9, oh, and 9. Yeah. Vooch, yeah. But uh, it's been a long time since the Magic have beat the Bucks. They got a couple of nice wins right now. They though. do. The Magic just beat the Bucks, just beat the Lakers. Uh, they're coming around. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Milwaukee is 
scrapping, struggling. Like, they just don't know what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> Damian Lillard missing time, I guess, helps or hurts on the offensive end. But right now, it's kind of just been Giannis carrying them on that side, and then they don't know what they're doing at all defensively. They play your Bulls tonight. That's a good time o'clock. to get... Get right. <laughs> Play the Bulls? Uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know. The Bulls used to be like the Magic. They could never beat uh, the Bucks, but they beat them twice in games. Well, there you go. There you go. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I bring that up because, you know, Milwaukee's 5-4. and four. Like, let's say let's say they lose to Chicago tonight. Fall to 500. I just want to know how, how, uh, how hot's that seat getting there for Adrian Griffin? I know this is just taken over as a coach but how long a leash is he given to get this team going here with obviously the Damian Lillard acquisition and stuff like that you get 20 yeah. games you get to the break you just get the whole season is it just all depend on what Giannis thinks probably I don't know if you yeah I started thinking about Adrian Griffin but at the same time it's sort of like what Giannis said when he left the floor he said we don't know what we're doing and I think that just comes down to the players for me anyways I mean they were five and two before this uh, horrendous Two game uh, losing streak here, where LeBron, had, or sorry, LeBron, uh, Giannis had a fifty plus game and then a thirty five, and I thought it was the backcourt, the the campaign Beasley problems, but it's, when they went to the bench and Jay Crowder was out there and Marjan Bochamp, those were the two guys that really stunk defensively. Mm. Where guy then Pat Connaughton, they had the worst games of all of them. Uh, so it's. It might just be their depth, um, but or maybe they just don't know what they're doing, which is really <laughs> strange to say. Uh, but you can see Chris Middleton just looking up at the sky, just just wondering what the heck is going on with that team. <laughs> they just don't know, uh, which is really weird. And you see, yeah, the Magic were really aggressive, and they're just going to the lane and able to dunk stuff <laughs> over and over and over again. When I hear we don't know what we're doing, I immediately think coaching, personally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, like, what what is the game plan? What is our defensive strategy? Where are we going through things? But I, I like, look, I don't think he's going to be fired here in the next couple of weeks or anything. I think he's probably given a whole year uh, to get this team. Like, the team's still going to be in the postseason and all that, but... I don't know. You, you can, this is, it hasn't been hasn't given us a lot of uh, hope here early on in the season. Like they're getting waxed by guards. They like, played one Suggs way is, forever. Yeah. They played yes. one way forever to yes. the point where we're like, you got to try something else, Budenholzer. But maybe they should just go just back. Go to back. That. <laughs> well, they, go sort back of, they sort of have yeah. been changing their defensive strategy back to a little bit more Brooks staying yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, okay. A couple other losers of the weekend here. Uh, Got to get your take on what happened in the Celtics-Raptors game. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's the loser from this situation, so you tell me. I'll give you the situation, though. On Saturday, Joe Missoula, he called a coach's challenge with the Celtics up 27 points over the Raptors with 3.39 to go in the game. Some people believe this is a basketball crime of the highest order. Uh, Raptors guard Dennis Schroeder was not happy. Told reporters after the game, you shouldn't disrespect us like that. Uh, Darko was pissed off, the Raptors head coach in the game. There was like a little bit of like, what are you, what are you doing here, Joe? What's going on, Joe? You're, you're killing on, us. Joe. This is, you know, this is in bad taste. This is disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You know, the flip side is, oh, shut up, Raptors. Like, you're getting your asses handed to them. Like, he's still trying to coach. Yeah. Um, do you have a take on this? Like, if you had to give a loser of the weekend to this, do you just give it to the entire thing? Is it more on Joe Missoula for calling the timeout? Is it more on the Raptors for whining about it? Uh, I think you... I think they're both winners. They're both winners. I, I love it. I love Dennis Schroeder getting mad. Okay. Because this feels like a Dennis Schroeder thing to do. Yeah. He gets angry, and the Raptors will find their way. Not in that game because they got destroyed. <laughs> uh, well, they play again soon. I think they play fairly soon. 
Friday. Yeah, I'm good. Go. I'm good with winter. So what do you what do you got? Trey? Yeah, how do you feel about this? Well, I remember Jack Armstrong laughing at Jim Boylan for calling a late timeout like this. The Bulls were obviously <laughs> down, so turnabout is fair play. Raptors are losers. <laughs> there you go. Had to get your take on it. Uh, also, you already slipped it in. I got to get a loser of the weekend of the Mavericks in-season tournament court. Uh, whoever was in charge of that, it was delayed because of an issue, something with a manufacturing defect. They said the playing surface required more um, more work to meet league standards. So they didn't play with their IST court on Friday night. They just had another one. Yeah, they threw a sticker on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's they right. They threw I know. a sticker in the corner. <laughs> their right. court li- actually looked decent. It was like their, yeah, their yeah. alternate court that matched their like black jerseys. Um, yeah, just uh, comical stuff. Yeah. The Grizzlies in-season court, in-season tournament court is my favorite one. The Grizzlies won. The Grizzlies okay. won because it's sort of a neutral color yes. on the on the outside and really colorful on the, the, the mid-strike. Yep. I'm down with that. Yeah. I think that's perfect. You don't like the Rockets one where it's... Yeah, some are questionable. So it was all red, but then you've got a very bright blue... <laughs> Yeah, it's and a that's lot of a color. joke. That that looks that would be tough to play on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's working for the Rockets, I guess. When you, when you get when you see the camera close-ups, I'm, I just I don't think I could step on that. Okay, <laughs> you feel like you fall into the lava. <laughs> it looks red. really strange. Uh, also, to us, a loser of the weekend. Not for the three-on-three tournament yet. Um, we jinxed Mike Conley. Yeah, on Friday show. We? Well, I <laughs> did. I guess. Okay, I'll take the blame for this one. Um, Mike Conley. Pointed out, guy had one turnover in 200 minutes of action. We made a short about it. It was great. Great traction. Great engagement. People were like, wow, this is an amazing stat. And then what happens that night? <laughs> Mike Conley <laughs> has four turnovers in that one game. So, so much for that incredible, uh, you know, assist to turnover ratio. It's still good, but uh, sorry, Mike. Sorry we had to point out that you only had one turnover. Yep. That it came 43 seconds into the <laughs> season. You hadn't had one since. And uh yeah, and he, he got, um, I guess you could give Chris Paul maybe a loser of the weekend, too. Did you see him rolling into Mike Conley's legs? Oh, yeah, that was nasty. And they were not looking. apparently happy about that, Minnesota. Yeah. Timberwolves uh, locker room was talking about it. Because it's Chris doing that thing where he, like, you know, he's going, he's hitting the ground for the ball, but it looks like he's also purposely trying to roll into the guy going for it, in this case, Mike Conley. I, I mean, we've debated about this a lot, like the idea of, like, is are you allowed to go for the ball when it's on the ground? We can, you know, go this back one and was forth. dirty. This one was dirty. I, I have to agree because he like, does turn into him. Compare it to Randall and Mason Plumley. That one was not like that. Was Randall just diving at the ball and Plumley's legs were there? It sucks that it happens, but that was pure basketball right there. This one was like Chris Paul dives for the ball and then launches, and launches into over. Conley, yeah, I thought. Yeah, luckily, you know, Mike Conley uh, wasn't hurt. But our final loser of the weekend. It's NBA adjacent. It's us. In our three and three tournament on Sunday, TK, myself, Eshua Kid, one of his friends, shout out to Colby. Here's the squad, man. There we look are. great. Uh, this was after we went 0 and 4. And uh, before we took off our pinnies and <laughs> packed it up and went home. Um, Rough day for your boys, but, uh, man, we were playing some decent competition. <laughs> TK was doing some deep dives on some of the teams we were playing. and Yeah, they, tagged they were a, good. They tagged a bunch of guys uh, on the... On Instagram afterwards, so I threw every one of their names plus basketball into Google to see just how much better than they they were than we were, 
and it was a lot. We're yeah. talking about the all-time leader in games played at Georgia Tech. He yeah. had a thrunk on us, and probably oh. three threes from the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got like... out. We tried to get out of the way for the thrunk. The guy <laughs> was, was six the... nine. Was like he's about to dunk this. Get out of the way. <laughs> I know I wasn't in the play because he left me behind at the three-point line <laughs> on his way to the basket. Oh yeah, it was ugly. The team that we lost to in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. We were zero and three, but we were in the playoffs. Yeah, we made it. We made yes. it. We had to battle back, and it was not <laughs> happening. They're like a professional team that travels literally around the world playing three-on-three <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> this one uh, for them was to build chemistry and continuity. Afterwards, I went up to one of their guys. Nice dudes. Yeah. Like, uh, you even break a sweat in this one? He's like, hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, if you see the picture, you'll notice uh, three gray beards on our team. I think the only three gray beards in the gym yesterday. Yeah, we were unfortunately the smallest team, even though we had Trey. I mean, Trey in a lot of the games was, uh, I don't know, he would have been the smallest guy on some of the teams. I think I was teams. the smallest big guy that was there. Yeah. That was wild. Whoa, we've got oh, we've footage. Got footage. We've got oh, footage. We've got a video. Oh, Colby with a bucket. Didn't even know we had this. Nice ball fake. Uh, yeah, I missed Ash. He stepped out. Oh, Ash. This is exciting stuff. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at this camera roll. angle. Oh, there we go. There you go. Go to work, TK. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For oh. your podcast listeners, we're showing uh, the rare highlights. Man, yeah. this is actually the power of the edit. We're, <laughs> yeah, no we're cooking doubt. right now. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, I regret not being there. I wanted to come see you guys, but this is great. Maybe oh, we should. Job. Maybe we should watch the whole thing. Like, when you guys get embarrassed, do we have any footage of that? Uh, well, we apparently this, it on this playback. team that traveled around the world that we did lose to in our final game, they were filming the whole thing. They live streamed That was actually it, my yeah. best game. I'd love to see that footage. <laughs> you had a couple of nice floaters, actually. <laughs> so yeah. if those guys could get in touch with me, I would love to have that. Uh, but, man, I was going to say, yeah, we were the oldest team there. We were the smallest team there. And we were the whitest team there. Uh, and uh, That's right. You had that all up. and uh, whew, It was not great. We tried. We, we tried. We gave, us, uh, we gave it a go. We, we, we didn't get... Well, no. There was one game we got absolutely destroyed. Yeah, don't worry about that. Their uh, their point guard averaged 15 a game for Old Dominion. <laughs> playing, oh, like, yeah. playing college yeah, athletes, yeah, we're guys playing that are borderline teams. professional guys. The only game I actually feel Baysmore? bad about, we should have... <laughs> he actually might have been there at Baysmore era. Yeah. He's probably after, uh, judging stats-wise. But um, the first game, I feel like... I don't know if we should have won, but that was the one we had a chance to win. Feels bad to lose to a team of free agents. Literally just random dudes who yeah. came to play basketball. Yeah. But also, we play together. Ash and Colby play together, but we'd never played together. Yeah, that's true. At the same time, we'd obviously, us at least, had never played this three-on-three style, which was very fun. It was awesome. Oh. The FIBA three-on-three style. Sorry, 3x3. You got to say that these days. That's right. It was cool. Yeah, very man. cool. You don't, like, you don't check the ball. It's nonstop. You score. Mm. Like, as soon as you score, the other team grabs the ball, and you just got to make sure you clear it out the three-point mm-hmm. line. But they can dribble out, they can pass it out, and then you're, like, you're live right away. Yep. It is nonstop. Like, I was saying I was more tired playing this style of a 3x3 <laughs> than I was playing full court. Yeah. Because, like, full court, you're jogging, you're taking a little break here or there. Not this, man. Like, you score, you're like, hey, yay, I scored. You're like, oh, your guy's wide open in the corner. Shoot you three. Like, ah, shit. Well, there it goes. They got two points to my one layup. So, anyway, it was a lot of fun, and it was for a good cause. It was uh, all uh, all the money, all the proceeds going to the Children's Health Care of Atlanta Foundation. So, mm-hmm. thanks to Ash for putting that together. Thanks to Colby for uh, having TK and I on the team. Sorry we couldn't get us a victory. Maybe next year. Yeah, next year for sure. All right, we got to take one more break. And when we come back, a few Tweet of the Nights. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. 
That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, if you're joining us live, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Podcast listeners, five-star ratings and review. Please, please, please tell a friend about the show. The boys are back together here. It's fantastic. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. I've got two for you. Pretty quick. First one from our friend, at Chris Vernon Show. That is his ex-Twitter handle there. Uh, smart is all heart. That backhand assist was absolutely insane. I'm not sure if you guys saw the clip. We have it here. Marcus Smart hitting the floor picks up the loose ball, and somehow flips it up to the body Roddy for the lay-in. Just an unbelievable dime here. Incredible. (laughs) That looks so cool. I watched that a million times this morning. So great stuff there from Chris Vernon. Great smart clip. And then one more. I saw this. It made me laugh from uh, Rohan. He tweeted, My brother just said Spo and Pop should have done a polo (laughs) shirt exchange after the game. LMAO. Uh, you know, we see a lot of players do it with their jerseys. I'd love to see coaches do it with their polos. Remember those guys that did it in Vegas? Oh, yeah. I love those yeah, guys. Yeah, there they are. Uh, exchanging uh, their very colorful dress shirts because they had a great night out in Vegas. Jersey swap game, respects game. That's one of my favorite photos. God, I love that. Um, but, yeah, why not? We should get coaches doing it. You know, Spoon, SpongeBob taking off their polos and holding them up. They, uh, they're on two opposite poles of how a polo shirt should fit. <laughs> That's right. Mm. Eric likes it trim and Pop likes it oversized. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But anyway. uh, maybe they should try a formal Fridays. No, go coaches. back to suits for the in-season tournaments on Fridays only. Oh, just for on the in-season Fridays tournament. Fridays yeah, Tuesdays only. and Fridays. No, <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. All right. Uh, good tweets there from uh, our friends uh, Chris and Rohan. Let's call it there. Again, the boys are back. You love to see it. Uh, we are back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. You know, do all the things. Follow us at No Dunks Inc. on Twitter. If you see a good tweet, let us know. Uh, until tomorrow, Clever Bros. 
You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Oh, no. What's going to happen here now? Who's going to have the final say? Who's got the Trey's, final words of wisdom? Trey was doing it. What should we do? Uh, <laughs> you guys want to alternate? <laughs> um, feels yeah. great to be back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's essentially it. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, it's great to have Tass back. I feel like we all got a little steam in our step. Oh, stride. Yep. <laughs> Race the day, people.